Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So the season for nonviolence and peace, like I said, it never truly finds an end if we commit to that practice in our hearts and in our minds. Um, and through this period of 64 days that began on January 30th, um, what has unfolded for me is a lot of wisdom has been shared. And how perfect that that wisdom that has been shared, that opening to the deeper sense of the good has been shared. Uh, and it culminates on this first Sunday in April, April being the month where we are going to be talking about the spiritual strength, the spiritual power, the spiritual aspect of wisdom as one of the 12 powers. There's also a thing that um, comes up for me that feels challenging in this celebration of peace, in the celebration of nonviolence, um, I, will, I will admit freely, I sometimes find challenge seeing what's happening in the world. Anyone else? It's challenging, isn't it? But I think that's why it's important that every aspect of the practices we have been working on has been rooted in the wisdom of knowing it right where we are. You know, the song lyric, there's a lyric in the song that says, you know, the world's, some people will say that the world's too big for me to change, that one little life can't matter much, and that the solution to that is finding that which is within yourself to be the wholeness of peace embodied and expressed at all times. That's how we, that's how we change the world. But if we take on, ready, it's like, ugh, holding the whole world up like Atlas, right? If we take on the weight of the world, we're probably not doing ourselves any favors. So be peace right where you are. Be love right where you are. Be joy right where you are. Celebrate the inherent aspects of your being right where you are, because right where you are, you are radiating that center of peace, love, and joy, and that does change the world. That does change the world. So celebrate that today. So yes, this month is all about wisdom. And um, wisdom as a faculty of our being, I think maybe one of the most important, if not, if I'm going to set them up in a hierarchical sense and say that one aspect is more important than another, if I were to do that, and I'm going to do that, <laughs> wisdom, I think, in many ways, is the most important is the most important faculty at our core. Here's why. Because all the other faculties absent wisdom do not actually work as well as you might think they do. I mean, imagine love without wisdom. I've experienced that. I talked about that last week. I got into a very toxic relationship. That was love absent wisdom. 
I will not say that that was not a love experience. It was a love experience, but it was a misplaced love experience where I was trying to derive love from outside the self, not understanding the wisdom that love is an inherent aspect of my being. And so I allowed myself to be in that toxic relationship. I'm not going down the road of really hammering into that toxic relationship again this week. (laughs) I've had enough. No more telling that story. You know, blind love can lead us astray. That is love without wisdom. So if you look at any of the aspects that we are talking about uh, in terms of the 12 powers of man and woman, humanity, (laughs) I hear Susan laughing because, right? (laughs) Susan, who's teaching the 12 powers class right now, and it is the 12 powers of man. I'm like, but let's get rid of the gendered language. It does not, that is not inclusive. Um, Any of those aspects of being, understanding absent wisdom is not true understanding. Zeal, absent wisdom, is not true zeal. Think about what can happen there. That enthusiasm, absent wisdom, makes us make probably not very good choices in life. So wisdom is an aspect of our being that is so important. It has effect on all the other aspects of our being as well. Wisdom supports the other faculties, the other powers, because absent them, those factors will work work through us as us, but not necessarily work for us. So wisdom is the way we allow those faculties to act for us, to the constructive and uplifting, joyful lives that we would all like to experience. So spiritual practice of any kind, I have determined that spiritual practice is for the purpose, ultimately, of developing our capacity for wisdom. And isn't that what spiritual practice is engaging us in? It's the search for the spiritual truth at the core of all situations. Well, that in and of itself is wisdom. That is wisdom. Wisdom is inner spiritual knowing. It is the aspect of knowing and then knowing that we know. And as we develop through the experience of our lives, we develop more wisdom. We develop more knowing. And we know more fully, more wholly, what we know. Charles Fillmore defined wisdom in this way. Wisdom is intuitive knowing, spiritual intuition. This knowing capacity transcends intellectual knowledge. So we're talking about something more than just looking at the world, obtaining knowledge, and then having good head sense. It's about having good heart sense. That's what wisdom is all about. That's what wisdom is all about. Transcends intellectual knowledge. This innate capacity we have is the capacity we have to tap into the infinite power and presence, that infinite consciousness, the, uh, as Ralph Waldo Emerson described it, the oversoul of which we are all funnels and expressions. Tapping into that infinite consciousness and allowing that infinite consciousness to inform us. That is the way of wisdom. And when we are tapped in, we are more effective in creating the life we desire. Now, our ability to know, our ability to know something intuitively sets the limit of our ability to demonstrate, 
people are going, what the heck does that mean? I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. So this innate wisdom that I'm talking about is our ability to know. Our ability to know sets the limit to demonstration. Now, demonstration is, as Charles Fillmore expresses, the proving of capital T, spiritual truth, in the realm of the world of effect, the realm of circumstances. So everything that is expressing itself in the physical world is the outflow of a conscious idea. That's demonstration. Everything in the world of form is the demonstration of that which is within. You you going with me on this? Because it's kind of a heady concept, right? But it's a fundamental part of what we teach, that our thoughts create our experiences. Our beliefs create our experiences. Our feelings create our experiences. And our thoughts, beliefs, and feelings all work together to create the quality of our experiences. And wisdom is the thing that allows us to lift the quality as opposed to being unwise and allowing it to just show up however it shows up. Because I'll tell you, I've had some times in my life when I've just let it show up the way it shows up, and it's not worked out so great. It's not to say that that is always the way it works out. There is innate wisdom that we don't have to work at. Oh, isn't that a relief? Don't have to work at it so hard all the time. So there is something innate within each and every one of us that knows and knows that it knows. Demonstration is the proving of this truth in the realm of effect. It is manifestation. It is fulfillment. It is the opening of the door upon which we knock. It is the opening of the door upon which we knock. In Matthew 7, uh, 7 and 8, it is written, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. The knocking and the opening of the door is the demonstration to that which we seek that which we ask and require. So a little story about wisdom, a little fable. There was a crow that was sitting on a tree doing nothing all day. Just sitting there, enjoying the day, enjoying the sunshine. You ever have that experience? You just go out and enjoy the sunshine. So a crow was sitting there on the branch of a tree, and a rabbit down on the ground sees the crow and calls up and says, can I also do as you do and do nothing all day? And the crow answered, sure, why not? And so the rabbit sat on the ground below the crow and rested. And a fox jumped in on the rabbit and ate it. The moral of the story (laughs) is to allow ourselves the understanding that the wisdom of information does nothing if we don't have discernment in terms of how we utilize that information in our lives. So the crow, perfectly happy up there in the tree, away from the fox, had the rabbit had the capacity to go up and sit with the crow, things might have been a little different. We have been in a collective struggle of discernment for the better part of two years. I'm not going to go way down into the depths of the pandemic, but part of what I've experienced is seeing in the world 
great debate over what is the best course of action to take during the pandemic. Has anyone else experienced that? (laughs) And I want to go back to something I said two years ago, right at the beginning of when this was all happening, right at the time when I was making my transition from um, my previous ministry into this ministry. And one of the talks that I gave, I talked about the root of the word pandemic. It comes from the word pan, meaning all, demos, meaning people. If we understood and had the wisdom to accept that we're all people in this experience together, I think things might have turned out a little differently. We've all made determinations, right? Each and every one of us. We have made determinations about what is best for us individually. And some of us have made those determinations in alignment with what we also feel is best for us collectively. And some people take that collective consideration out of their picture, and they say, I'm only going to do what I think is best for me individually. And I don't know that that is necessarily the greatest use of wisdom, because we are all in this together, not just in the experience of pandemic. How about in the experience of life? If we understood the collective power we have to make life better and worked with each other, as opposed to always being in conflict with each other, life would be drastically different. But we work our wisdom as best we can, and that's okay. Who was right in those years of disagreement? Who is right now? What if we're all right at the level of our understanding of what it is to be all right? My role in this capacity has been to acknowledge everyone's path, knowing that it is their own, and that I have the wisdom within myself to let people make that journey without my interference or my opinion or my judgment. Some did move past discernment into that place of judgment or judgmentalness, to say, they're wrong. How might we have been informed through infinite divine wisdom if we were able to express this principle throughout the entire planet? How might this experience have been different? What wisdom taught me about this experience these past couple years is that balance, it is important to find a balance of spirit and form. That is paramount. Because oftentimes people would say, it's all about the consciousness. Form be damned. And some would say, well, you have to find the balance between spirit and form. Because here's the thing, if you say it's all consciousness, that is absolutely true. But form is consciousness. And so we cannot separate the two. If we say that there is something other than infinite presence and power, which we call God, we call it consciousness, we call it infinite. If it is truly infinite, there can be nothing separate from it because then that would be finite and that would be finite. Infinite means infinite. So finding that balance between the inner life and the expression of that inner life is paramount in the work we do as spiritual beings on this plane of action. One is not greater than the other. Consciousness is not greater than form. They are equal. 
and all form that shows up is the equal expression of that which is within. So there can be nothing absent equality. Our expression and experience is the the equation of that which is happening within. At any given moment, we can exclaim for ourselves, well, what do you know? And understand that it is both a statement and a question. It is both a statement and a question. As a statement, it can be an affirmation of the infinite core of our being. An affirmation of the limitations we've established in mind, one or the other. That's how it can be as a statement. Well, what do you know? I'm infinite at the core of my being. Well, what do you know? I have limitations in my expression and experience. As a question, well, what do you know? Can be an inquiry into the infinite core of our being. An inquiry of allowing. Well, what do you know? That infinite, innate aspect of my being that I call you in this moment. What do you know? And allow that nature to flow forth in expression. It can also be an inquiry into the circumstances of our lives. Well, I see all this stuff. What do I know? What do you know? Well, what do you know? If I'm looking at the circumstances of the life that I'm living, that may not be in alignment with what is mine to do, what is mine to be, what is mine to express. But I know and I trust and I have faith that when I am in alignment with the infinite, with the oversoul, with whatever it is we call that magnificent power and presence, We call it God, we call it love, we call it by many names. When I am in full wholeness and alignment with that power, then well, what do you know as as an inquiry always provides the right answer. If I'm looking at the stuff out there, I may not always have the right answer. But those are good clues to what is happening innately within I always say, you want to know what's happening in your mind to be able to make change? Look at your life. Nobody wants to hear that. But you've got to look at your life, too. No matter what the case, we create from whatever point of view we embody at any given time. We are always creating at the level of our wisdom, at the level of our knowingness, at the level of that which is innate. Deepening wisdom allows us to grow through any experience. And I will tell you, these past couple years have been immense growth for me, I believe. I don't know about you. But they've been immense growth opportunities for me, and I'm grateful every day. I don't get myself rooted in some past idea of what was. I allow myself to say, whatever has allowed this wisdom to flow through me, I get to use it in this moment and now moving forward, which is why I love that story about the present moment because that's all we really have. That's all we really have. So let us learn from the past and allow it to inform our present. And that's the power of spiritual practice, the power of spiritual, uh, spirituality. And it is, not meant to, it is not meant to separate us from the experiences we have in life. Spirituality, there's a meme that goes, actually, Jerry, you posted a meme some months ago um, that basically said something along the lines of, Uh, you can be spiritual and brokenhearted. You can be spiritual and depressed. You can be spiritual and angry. 
Spirituality is not meant to suppress any of those things. It is there as a path for us to grow and move through those things. That's the power of spirituality. It is not to say, that doesn't exist. It's meant to say, I see that this is what's happening, and I know a greater truth. And that greater truth guides me into what is next. That's wisdom. You are worthy of developing greater wisdom. You are worthy of that. Are you choosing to do it is the question. Are you active in your spiritual practice? Could you be more active in your spiritual practice? What is there for you to do so that you can more wholly be? The value of a spiritual path is the manner in which it enhances your life. So I will always go to that formula. Thoughts to the power of belief, to the power of feeling, are the things that are creating the quality of your life, the quality of your experience. This month, I want us all to spend more time activating the innate wisdom at our core by living the question. By living the question. What is the question? What is the question? (laughs) Live the question. If there is something greater, live in the question of that greater expression as the core of you. Allow answers to present themselves and then question the answers and then question the question. Live actively the question. Express and explore the possibilities because you are worthy of wisdom. You are worthy of wisdom. So this month as we explore wisdom, allow yourself gentleness on the experience. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. So to begin this experience of questioning and living the question, I would love for us as the homework this week to reflect on some area of uncertainty that we may be experiencing currently. And and don't be afraid of it. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to deny it. Don't try to put it over there. Allow yourself to look at it, some area of uncertainty. And then ask yourself, well, what do you know? about this uncertain thing. And then state for yourself, well, what do you know? And allow that intuitive wisdom to flow through and see what expresses as you. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I wanna thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.